This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Gerald Morris from Two Peas on a Podcast joins us for our first ever movie draft. We are drafting a team of sci-fi movies, and you get to decide who has the best list. Plus, the Avatar sequel joins an exclusive club. Gerald gives us his predictions for this year's Academy Awards and a whole lot more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. <laughs> you know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Brown out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? How's it hanging? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Boring. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. Joining us, as always, is a fellow who can best be described as a sentient oven mitt. He's been keeping that hand in his slack hole warm for decades. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? I'm fireproof, and I'm uh, brainproof, I guess. You're, I don't know. You're fuzzy what? and warm, and you smell like old food. It's just like oven mint with eyes. I love it. <laughs> also joining a special guest on this episode. You may know him from his show, Two Peas on a Podcast, or his awesome YouTube channel. Returning to the show, Gerald Morris. What's up, Gerald? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you mean, <laughs> you mean <laughs> Barely. that? Barely. Barely joining you. I could had trouble getting on here. I'm sorry for the delay, but here I am. What's up, dudes? I'm happy to be back. Yeah, uh, full disclosure. Nice to finally have you. Yeah, we had some testicle difficulties, <laughs> but look, we powered through, and we have one P of the two P's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, P, uh, he's made. Are you made of P protein? Um, yes, I actually wear a like giant pea pot around all day. I'm just a pea walking oh, around the streets. Oh. It's weird. Anthony, what's your quick take on pea protein? Is it useful? Excuse me? Pea protein. <laughs> no, protein from plants. Oh. I, I thought we had some I thought you were talking about something else. Um <laughs> moving on, please. Yes, Let's anyways. just leave it leave, leave it that leave it Oh. For yeah. The, for the vegans, I feel you out there. Or try the pea protein. Anyways, we have a very <laughs> exciting show planned. We've got a science fiction draft, and Gerald is here, so of course we have to talk about the Academy Awards. Let's dive in right now. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. But before we get to any of that, we have to uh, congratulate one Mr. James Cameron. I know some people don't like him. Some people think he's an asshole, but I could tell you one thing. The man delivers Avatar the Way of the Water. Now, worldwide box office has passed $2 billion. Oh, wow. shit. That's what he needed, right? In six weeks. Actually, he he said he needed like 1.4, 1.5 to break even. Like the oh, 2 billion, he said somebody made up that number. The actual break even for the sequel. But what's crazy about this is he becomes the sixth film in all of movies 
to reach this milestone. The other movies being Star Wars The Force Awakens, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and then get this, Titanic and the first Avatar. Motherfucker has three (laughs) of the six movies that have broken $2 billion. That is wild. Wow. Uh, Gerald, comment on this. Have you seen the movie? Is this deserved? And now does every movie have, is it going to make $2 billion? Is the whole franchise going to make $2 billion a pop? You know, hot take for me, guys. I'm not an Avatar guy. I, I don't get the whole thing. Are you guys in? Are you guys into this with the blue people in the water and all that? The second I, I mean, one I, got me. I mean, well, look, they're beautiful. They're visually stunning. I will give you that. I haven't seen this one yet in full disclosure because, like I said, I'm not rushing out to see it. It's like three and a half hours. Like, who has time to do all that shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> Apparently well, lots I, of people. <laughs> yeah, no, over two billion yeah. times, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get it for kind of like the cultural impact that it's had. And and Jim Cameron is a stud. I mean, Titanic is one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? So I don't want to mention any other ones because they might come up a little bit later Hey, yeah, uh, yeah, on, yeah. on this on this episode. But I, I'm just not a fan personally, but I'm not going to argue with anybody that is because I kind of get that it's just this phenomenon, you know? I feel like I kind of in agreement with you. Uh like Avatar to me is the most kind of like milk toast, not like just blah idea. And uh, even like the design of it and everything is kind of like, yeah, it doesn't really excite me that much. But when you're in the theater and you're kind of this uh, event washes over you and you're experiencing this very visceral uh, reaction to what you're seeing on screen and it just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um you can't deny that that has power. Like, yeah, Avatar is like the most uncreative, not like kind of uncreative thing. Like as far as it doesn't seem like it has any legs as far as like a franchise, but mm-hmm. the movie itself is entertaining enough and has brings you these visuals. And so like people just want to see that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Gerald, I think you should see it at some point just because mm-hmm. yes, might get to be in the Oscar nominees, but also because, as Ruggs mentioned, I think when you watch Avatar, I completely agree as well. We 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 reviewed it on the show and we said the story was kind of meh, but mm-hmm. it's absolutely movie magic watching that mm-hmm. on screen. I mean the the way the way the way the blue the Navi look, it's just insane that they look that good. It it's like that those things aren't real. This is a huge improvement from the first. Absolutely. Oh, I think I think yeah. it's amazing. I mean, it, it, visually, it's just immersive. It's like watching a Nat Geo. It, yeah, wow. yeah. But it's you're watching this and you're like, holy shit, none of this is real. This water's all fake, but you completely buy it. And yeah. Cameron has a knack for making like these universal movies. Like the movie is universal. Clearly, it's got uh, international one point four billion dollars. Just international. It works. Uh, and he and but that's why he uses this kind of basic story as just like a, a device to do all this crazy action and visuals that is universal for around the world. I think it needs to be seen in the theater at least at least once because it is shit. Like I would say, I'm like I'm sitting there going, I've never seen anything fucking like this. I feel like the same way about Harry Potter. Like as a concept, I'm like, who, who gives a shit about a kid who goes to magic school? Right. It's like sounds so lame. Right. And like, there's nothing cool about Harry Potter or anything, but people fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And and there's like a whole fucking theme park now dedicated to it. So it's like, 
I guess uh, the experience of the books outweighs like how like boring a concept it is. And I think it's, it works the same way in this. It's just like, yeah, we all understand that you'd rather see James Cameron doing anything but this. Right. But he is all in. But that just proves that he could take something that's dog shit. Yeah. And still make it fun. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it is a, a stunning thing. So to make $2 billion movies, you need James Cameron. You also probably could use a Zoe Saldana. She is in four of those six $2 billion oh, wow. movies. Oh. Uh, so there's a couple of threads there. So <laughs> wow. that's all you need. James Cameron, Zoe Saldana, you get $2 billion. Now, mm. if he puts out a franchise of five movies and they all hit fucking $2 billion plus, that's I've never seen that happen. That's That would be yeah. wild. You got to imagine they would, though, right? I mean, because every every movie, I mean, what was it like? Twelve years between, yeah, these two or years, something like but that. Now they're coming out every other year. So, I mean, you got to think it's going to get better and better and better, at least visually, and kind of to what Rug and Anthony were saying too. Like the story's probably going to get better too, or you would hope that it would. So, I, I'm going to check it out, guys. I mean, I know you're disappointed in me. I just <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just don't like really gravitate towards. You know, something like it took yeah. me forever to even get on the Lord's Rings, uh, Lord of the Rings films. Like, I love them. But I mean, it took me like 10 years to watch those. So I just need to kind of come around to it. Um, and I do understand everything you guys are saying. It looks beautiful. It's probably going to get a bunch of nominations tomorrow. I mean, I get it. You know, I know it's a, it's a whole thing that I just need to get on board with. So. Will it? We'll, we'll just slide right into what we were going to talk about. Mm hmm. I know the by the time this show comes out, it'll be kind of irrelevant because of the movies will been nominated. But mm-hmm. if you had to predict, will will Avatar be a Best Picture nominee? I mean, I don't have it in my personal predictions, but I, I mean, it's probably sitting. They're doing ten this year. They don't always do that, so right. we're going to have ten. Ten's best a movie. new thing. Ten yeah. started last year. Yeah, so they're going to be doing ten this year again, and I think it's probably sitting around like seven or eight in terms of like just what we've seen so far in the award circuit. So it probably will be in the nominations and kind of like what you guys were saying. Cause you look, you know, a few years ago when black Panther got nominated for best yep, picture. Yep. I mean, these are movies that like bring people out to the theater. You know, another one would be like top gun Maverick, which I also think is going to get nominated. Yeah. So I think top, top gun. Lock. And, yeah, I do too. So top gun and avatar, you know, those two movies alone, and you could argue maybe Elvis too, cause I had a really big summer box office numbers. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty accessible film. So those three films are kind of like the the general audience films that, you know, if they get nominated for a lot of awards, people might tune into the broadcast because they're interested in those movies. Whereas a lot of the independent films that, you know, I love all that stuff too, but I also love a lot of the independent cinema that maybe, you know, my great uncle in Iowa has never heard of. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So he might not tune into the broadcast. So what about I think the, they have to do a little bit of both. What about Wakanda Forever? Any shot at Best Picture? I know Angela Bassett's going to win Best Supporting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's its biggest. Um, I think that's the biggest shot it has right now is Angela Bassett. She's pretty much like ninety eight percent sure she's going to win supporting actress. Yeah, I, I think the movie's right outside the top ten. I think it's probably like around twelve or thirteen overall. But um, you know, with Chadwick's passing and the optics, and that might be getting into their heads a little bit when they're doing their voting. I mean, who knows? I mean, to me, it's. You know, I enjoyed Wakanda forever, but I feel like it was also the same movie as the first one, just with that underwater kind of world added to it. You know, the costumes were the same. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it kind of looked the same as the first one. Yeah, right. And they they nominated it that time around. So I don't know that this one did anything different or necessarily better than the first right. one to get it into a best picture nomination. But I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if they mention it tomorrow, I would be like, okay. But then you got to look and say, well, who's gonna be snubbed? Because if Black Panther gets nominated, a lot of people would be happy about that. But it would also be hard to argue that there was a, not a snub as an right. outcome there because something's going to miss. Let me let me ask one more for Imran. Yeah. Any chance RRR gets Come in on, the best RRR picture nominee? can slip in. It can sneak in. Somewhere. <laughs> you know what? RRR actually is uh, 11. It's uh, really, really close. It's actually closer than Black Panther. So In your list um, or in just in your just, general? I mean, just in general, like general yeah. consensus. I mean, right. it's I, I'm, I'm guessing it's around 11. Gotcha. Uh, what's What really sucks, Imran, for RRR yeah. is that they didn't put it in international feature. Um, I mean, India didn't submit it, so oh, that so was it's just a not a running for international bonehead. feature at all. Right, <laughs> that was just a bonehead move. Um, I can't even remember the movie that they did submit. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it's not the phenomenon that RRR is. So I mean, it would be weird I, for them to pick an international film as best picture. They've done it in the past nah. year. Though. They're starting to do it. Yeah, I mean, Parasite was one of my one. favorite wins yeah. ever, and that was you know international. So Drive, Drive My Car was last year, right? Drive My Car got nominated last year. Oh, I mean, they're right. definitely yeah. giving yeah. more love to those to those independent or those um, international films too. But I think RRR, you know, here's what's going to break my heart is there's this movie called Women Talking that um, is literally on the fence. Like it's either it's the ten or it's not in there, and I think. A movie like RR would kind of be the nominee to knock women talking out of the conversation for best picture. But that would be unfortunate just because I felt like it was a very important film for like just like the viewpoint of women, not not necessarily in Hollywood, but just like in general. It was a very like generic kind of like story surrounding women's struggles throughout history, really. And it was directed by a female. It starred an all female cast with the exception of like one actor um, who did really, really well in it as well. But that one's going to end up getting snubbed if something like Black Panther or, or RRR sneak uh-huh. in. But we're like we were saying with those other films like Avatar and Top Gun, like RRR is a fun movie that doesn't take itself very seriously. People have a just a fucking great time with it, watching it. And that would be a very popular pick, I feel like. You know, and I feel like people would really like that if it got nominated. I would too. I I really love that movie. So I wouldn't be disappointed by it by any means well if you look at the oscars in 2020 2021 oscars excuse me for 2020 the ratings were mm-hmm. the lowest ever yeah yep then you flip to the next year they had some bigger bigger more popular movies in there and the ratings jumped back up so like six million people so mm-hmm. plus the slap heard around the world helped plus mm-hmm. plus the slap around how heard around the, but that was towards the end of the show it, yeah that was worth. uh by the time people heard that and tuned in it was over and you just had to catch it that was why so I, I i think there is a little bit of that Hey, especially with ten, we can slide in these bigger budget movies or these ones that people have seen mm-hmm. because we kind of need to if we want to keep this thing on TV. That's what I'm thinking too, and I'm thinking that might creep in a little bit to their psyche, you know, when they're yeah. kind of doing their voting. I mean, voting's over now, but when they did their voting, um, right? And we'll, I mean, we'll see how it shakes out. I mean, my ten are out there. I've got, you know, I've got Top Gun Maverick in there. I think everything, everywhere, all at once is the front runner. Yes. really across Imran's the board. Imran's doing backflips. I love, I yeah. love that movie, and uh, you know, I know uh, Michelle Yeoh has been winning things, and mm-hmm. Kaylee Kwan's mm-hmm. been winning things. So yep. the movie seems to be picking up steam. But uh, like Anthony said, by the time you hear this, listener, uh, the official Oscar nominations will have been announced tomorrow morning. 
So, Gerald, I know you put out a great video on your 2P's YouTube channel, but I wanted to pick your brain and maybe in some of the top four categories I have listed here. Best actress, best actor, best director, best picture. Uh, talk us through who you think is going to win and some of the nominees you think should be up there. Because it's like Christmas Eve for you, isn't it? How excited it is. It? It's exciting. I, t- I had to take off work tomorrow. I can't. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. can't be around the public during this whole thing. But OK, well, we'll do just do the big ones that you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, best director, I think Spielberg is the name. It's a movie about essentially about his life and how he became a filmmaker, how he got involved in the Hollywood game, if you will. Yeah. As a young kid, as a teenager, uh, I just don't see them not taking that opportunity to recognize that story. He's the goat. And yeah, I mean, and he's obviously the goat. So I think Spielberg's your winner for best director. That wouldn't necessarily be my votes. I would probably vote for the Daniels for everything everywhere. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Uh, of, of the ones that I think are going to get nominated. Um, this of course is contingent upon all the nominees that we expect to get in there. So I would say Spielberg is probably best director for the Fablemans. It's a movie. I was lukewarm on. Yeah. Was it I mean, good? I mean, it was, I mean, yeah, it was a good movie. I just, I mean, you hear everything after or even before it, and you just think, wow, this is going to be the fucking greatest thing he's done since Jaws. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? And you go in, you're just kind of like, I mean, yeah, you know, it had great scenes and there were some great performances, and his direction is really, really good in it. And you know, he has a personal connection to the story. I don't know. It just kind of felt melodramatic at times to me personally, like it was kind of trying too hard. But I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just not his best. You know what I mean? He's done much better movies in my opinion. So, but I think they'll give it to him because I mean, it's Spielberg and it's a movie about him, you know? So, uh, directed by him too, which is a courageous thing for him to do. Uh, best actor is, uh, fucking crazy. Here, let me throw this at you. The the ones I'm hearing are, uh, was it Colin Farrell or Frazier? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the two tops. Well, it's a three headed monster. Really? It's, I'm not as into it this year. By, by the way, as you can tell, I'm not the. I'm not, yeah, I'm no, not the. Bums I'm not, me out, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not messaging you on the side about this. I, I lost know, my way. But go ahead. Sorry. I know. Not to make this. I know. Well, you came, you came on and did all this discussion with me. What was it last year or the year before? I think. Yeah, it was, that was COVID. Great. I really had nothing to do. So <laughs> he was Roman Polanski, Anthony. And That's now, my, I call myself Roman. That was my Roman Polanski, Anthony. Oh, he's Frank Grillo, nice. Anthony, or something. I don't nice. Know. I love <laughs> no, it. Oh, that'd be great. I'm just TikTok, Anthony. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a three headed race, really. It's it's Colin Farrell and Brendan Fraser, like you mentioned, but Austin Butler for Elvis too, portraying Ooh. Elvis Presley. Those yeah. are the three, and they've all been winning in various areas. Um, you know, Brendan Fraser, I feel like is the darling because he has his comeback story. You know, he was out of movies for like ten, twelve years, didn't do really anything. It was rock bottom. Thought he was out of the business. He gets this opportunity from Darren Aronofsky and turns into this really powerhouse performance that you know, frankly, is like the only really great thing about the movie. I mean, there's other good things about it, but it's just not a great, great film. So it doesn't have the fanfare around it. But what does is his performance. Uh, He really, I mean, he literally carries the film. My personal favorite is Austin Butler because I'm a big Elvis fan. I think he just really encapsulated Presley and just, you know, he just, I mean, he pulled it off. But I think I'm predicting Colin Farrell to win it. Uh, for the Banshees of Inishirin, because this guy, I mean, you guys know, you saw him as the Penguin, I'm sure, this year. Yeah, yeah he was really fucking, good. He was such a great, quiet performance in Banshees. Uh, another movie that came out earlier in the year called After Yang, which was sci-fi, by the way. 
uh, was another great, like tender, dramatic performance he put in. He was in that movie, 13 Lives, about the miners um, that saved the kids. He in was the, also in the Bullseye cave. in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Who would have thought that guy would have gone <laughs> this far? But I mean, the guy, my point is, is that the guy just like acts circles around Hollywood. I mean, he is just his whole career, like everything he does, like he's memorable. He usually puts in a top tier performance and he's done so many great things and he's just never been recognized. So I feel like this is kind of that Leonardo DiCaprio equation where it's like it's time to give him something. Yeah, he's never done um, Yeah, and he is really good in Banshees, too. So I think it's a deserving uh, award for him. But that's who I'm going to predict to win. But I will tell you that if Fraser won it, I wouldn't even blink an eye. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I haven't seen Banshees or The Whale. I did just watch Elvis on HBO Mm -hmm. Max. And Austin Butler did an amazing job. Like So good, man. You forget that. You just think it's Elvis. Like, he looks like him. He acted like him. The movie is crazy. Yeah, uh, Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, putting fucking you got Elvis music and you got like Doja Cat in the soundtrack going on. I'm like, what's <laughs> right, going on in this movie? I liked it though. Yeah. It was good. Baz Luhrmann's crazy. Yeah, Austin Butler performing his own songs and stuff. I mean, yeah, he's saying a lot great. of the thing. He's amazing. Rugs, mm-hmm. uh, you said you saw Banshees recently. Oh yeah, oh, nice. What'd you think of uh, the Colin uh, Farrell? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was good. I didn't think it was like, I mean, I think he's always good. So it's hard for me to say like how great he was in this movie when, yeah, he was just the penguin and he was just as good as that. I think a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie, he has to kind of transform a little bit more like in, in his performance, like he starts out as this happy go lucky guy. And then he kind of turns into kind of not the nicest, happiest guy in the world. And so you see that transformation and there is like uh, moments of like uh, emotion and that and, and quiet moments and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So he does do the the whole gamut in that film. It's not it, it's kind of a more well-rounded like wow. total character performance. You got to watch that. That's on streaming too. What is that on? A lot of these movies it's are on HBO Max, that, I think. Oh, I think no, right? Yeah, on it's on Max, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a very quiet performance for sure. Like it's not it's weird that this is the one that he may get you know, recognized for because it's not like that Oscar performance where you see the clip of a guy throwing shit off the table and screaming at his wife. You know, I mean, it's not that kind of performance. It's very subdued and it's very like Intense. human. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You really connect with him because it's like a real human kind of reaction that he's playing out in that movie. And it wow. was a really beautiful performance. I feel like everybody in that movie is good though. Oh, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Carrie Condon is really good. Uh, Gleason, I mean, him and Gleason getting back together, you know, um, as a great duo when Martin McDonough is the director, he knew what he was doing there too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's a really kind of like, it, it's a dark comedy, I would say, uh, rug would agree with me, I hope, but I think it's like, yeah. it has funny moments, oh, but it's, it's a, a really touching comedy. movie too. Okay. Right, yeah. yeah. Cause I couldn't get a read. I want, what, well, it's like an movie. allegory for like, the war in, in, in uh, Ireland and, and how people don't get along for, mm-hmm strange reasons yeah right on and then uh, what about best actress there i mean i'm giving it to michelle yo man yes. um i me personally i just think she's just you know i mean her story is so awesome in hollywood her main rival in this category or competition is going to be kate blanchett for tar uh, you could literally flip a coin, but those are the two. It's going to be one of those two. I'm giving it to Michelle Yeoh. I just think she has a little bit more fanfare. It would be more of a popular pick. Uh, you know, Kate Blanchett's a multiple nominee. She's won before. 
uh, and Michelle Yeoh is kind of like new to the game, even though she's been in Hollywood for like 30 years. So it's yeah, a really cool story. Yeah, she's done Hong Kong yeah. Kung Fu movies. And- yeah, she's been around forever, man. Yeah, so she's just months. finally getting her due. So I hope I hope they award her for it. And her performance was, I mean, it was so versatile because she's playing so many different yeah. versions of yeah. herself in the movie. Yeah. Um, and while Kate Blanchett was you know, phenomenal, I mean, she was my favorite part of Tar easily. She's the same person. What is Tar about? Um, it's about the rise and fall of this very popular, um, conductor. Okay. And she, her, her name's Lydia Tarr. Okay. And she's, uh, like a world renowned conductor and it kind of shows how, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but it, essentially it shows how the changing tide, like social media and stuff like that mm-hmm. kind of ruins her, so to speak. I've heard a um, lot of interesting things. About kind of like an allegory for JK Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good analogy. Wow. Yeah. Best and picture. Then, uh, best picture. I'm going to go everything everywhere. Um, I wow. think that. What are the contenders uh, with that, though? Uh, I mean, in my mind, nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, the Academy is going to love, you know, the Fablemans are going to love Banshees of Inishirin. Um, yeah, those are the two I've heard. I, I think those three movies are like the Oscar, you know, like the Academy's probably top three consensus. Mm-hmm. If you could see, which you can't see one, two, three, but if you could, that would be my guess of what the top three are. I just don't know the order. I think that a movie that's coming up super hot that might shock everyone is All Quiet on the Western Front. I was the just going to ask one about epic. that because I watched that also this week on the Netflix. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. So powerful, man. What'd you think? Yeah. One of the best gritty, realistic war Oof. movies I've seen in a long time. Of course, we read the book. It's World War One. It's trench warfare. It's told mm-hmm. from the ger- a German soldier's perspective. And, you know, just the way they contrast the, with the kids going in, they are happy and excited to go to the front line. They have no idea the hell they're about to go through. It is a long movie. It is hard to watch in a yep, lot of spots. It's, there's a lot of visceral violence. But holy fuck, this was, this was like Saving Private Ryan good, I thought. It was like one of the best war movies I've seen in a while. Yeah, I agree, man. The imagery and just, you know, the story, the acting, I mean, the cinema, the score in this movie is yeah. so haunting and unforgettable. Like it's, it's almost like a horror mu- movie yes, score yes. in a, in a war movie. Um, there's the strings course, in there that just get your, yeah. your get, get your goosebumps going and you, it's stressful to watch at times. Yeah. But I think that, you know, cause all quiet on the Western front, you know, is like you said, it's based on a book. It's also a remake from a 1930, I think, or 31 movie that okay. won the Academy Award. The oh, original shit. did. Yeah. So I think the pedigree with that movie and that it just, it broke the record at the BAFTAs a couple weeks ago, wow. which is the British film awards. It wow. got nominated for 14 wow. awards there. Did it win? How many and, did it win? No, nothing. Uh, oh, well, they haven't had it yet. Oh, they haven't had it. So, but what's funny is that nobody was really predicting it for much of anything and it got 14 nominations. So I think people are kind of taking notice. So that could be a like sneaky kind of like spoilery upset all quiet on the Western front. But I think everything everywhere or the Fablemans are probably like your top two. And I definitely prefer everything everywhere all at once. I hope that's what takes away. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's 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 great. All Quiet is very interesting because it's not a pro war movie by any means. So, and I think they like to. But everything, everywhere is an incredible fucking mind fuck mind bendy experience that leaves you thinking about your own life right at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, The way it's laid out, it is so creative, so Mm -hmm. unique and original. So I wouldn't be mad at that sweeping everything. Now, 
The 95th Annual Academy Awards will be airing March 12th of this year. ABC hosted uh, Jimmy Kimmel returning for a third time. So I guess uh, he doesn't mind getting smacked around a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, what do you think the ratings are going to be after last year's big fucking thing? And is Will Smith going to get a nomination for Emancipation? I don't think he will. I, you know, the performance was actually really good. It's actually really unfortunate. Um you know, what happened there in the public eye with that, because I mean, he did turn in a really good performance. I got to be honest with you. Uh, when I saw it, I was like, wow. Cause you have an actor like Bill Nye for a movie called living that literally nobody's seen myself included because I can't mm-hmm. see it. It's not streaming. It's not playing near me. Um, he's probably going to get nominated. I'm not even saying that's unworthy cause I have no idea, but I think this is this year. Cause we just talked about the three headed race with Butler, Farrell and Fraser. Yeah. But those last two spots are literally wide open. Like some people think Tom Cruise is going to get in. Some people think Bill Nye. Like I said, there's a young man uh, named Paul Mescal from a movie we call it After Sun that might get in. Some people even have Adam Sandler in their top 10 for Hustle. Oh, shit, really? Uh, he, he just got nominated for the Screen Actors Guild for that for that role, which is ironically the day after Netflix announced they're going to be <laughs> carrying the sags. So I don't know, <laughs> but... Uh, there's a lot of actors kind of in the mix for those last two spots. And I feel like Will Smith probably had one of the better performances of the year in emancipation, but because of the kind of fear of the publicity, he's just, it's just not being talked about. He hasn't gotten nominated anywhere else. So I don't see the Academy taking a chance on this guy that came up on the stage and, you know, slapped Chris yeah, Rock. He can't show up to, to, to get the thing anyways. They've already right, banned right. him. What's the problem? It'd be weird though for them to uh, give him this accolade after last year. Here's the other thing that's crazy. Colin Farrell's never won an Oscar. Tom Cruise has never won I know. an Oscar. So do they look at this and go, let's get fucking, he's 60, he's jumping out of planes, he's jumping off cliffs. The man could be dead by this time next year with his son. You know, I don't know. I mean, I love Top Gun Maverick. I mean, such an introspective performance that was really emotional. It still had the, you know, balls to the wall action that we love from that series. But he did really turn in a performance that was kind of like a reflection of his career in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so I true. could see them, you know, I, I, I know he got votes. I know people voted for him. I just don't know if he got enough votes because seeing, you know, the transformative things that Brendan Fraser did. And Austin Butler, particularly, we already said that Colin Farrell's would probably be like a resume pick for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, Tom Cruise has done some of the dr- drama stuff that he got nominated for, like yeah. Gary McGuire yeah. and Magnolia. Um, so I don't think this is his last dance, Emron. It okay. might he might die on the set of Mission Impossible. <laughs> I hope not. Um, I don't know, man. I think he's still got some dramatic roles left in him, especially as he gets a little bit older. I mean, look at Clint Eastwood. I mean, he's almost that's, 100. He's still acting, true. you know, so. But Tom Cruise had some hard-hitting drama roles, and then one day he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to jump out of a plane. <laughs> he's in the phase of his career where he's just doing what he wants to do on screen. Hey, look, man, I, ho- I hope it's he amazing. gets nominated. I, yeah. ha- I have him in my five, um, and a lot of people don't. So I hope he gets nominated. I, I think that would mean a lot for him to get nominated for this franchise that essentially was part of that kind of recipe that turned him into a superstar um and you like i said i know that he really takes a lot of pride in that maverick character and had a lot of you know pull in the production and stuff like that so i know he would be proud of a nomination for sure so i hope at the very least he gets that all right so march 12th uh you'll know already who's nominated by the time you hear this march 12th is the oscars however the very next day there is a much better award show (laughs) <laughs> that you should definitely be a part of and it's called the golden peas Gerald. yeah man so 
you know, I just urge everybody listening to go to two peas on a pod.com slash golden peas. Uh, just to give you a quick backstory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe it is. It's safe, I promise. Uh, Trump's not into this, is he? Uh, no, no, but he's, I'm so glad you said that, Rux. So to give everybody a little quick backstory, me and my, my ex-partner, Andy, that used to be the co-host with me on Two Peas, we started the show back in 2016, and there was that whole thing going around about Trump getting peed on or whatever. <laughs> and we wanted to do like a year-end award show. We're like, well, we got to call it the Golden Peas. That's like what everybody's talking about right now. So that's how the name, and it was a play on words for Two Peas. But essentially, we just it's graduated to this thing where we just honor the year in film. I poll basically everybody on Twitter, all my listeners, to vote. And they actually helped me come up with the nominees as well. Ooh, and this will be the first year that we'll be doing it visually. So it'll be on my YouTube channel. Oh, uh, like Im- like Imran said on March yeah. 13th. And then we'll also have a podcast version of it as well that people can listen to. So um, there's all kinds of stuff on my YouTube channel about it. I'm making little video edits for all the nominees. So you guys can see the different categories and who got nominated. And the ballot is open to vote um, through the middle of February. So if you're nice. listening to this. I'm sure Imran will drop the link below, but just make sure you click on that and cast your ballot before mid-February, and then I'm going to tally them up, and we'll have the ceremony on March 13th. I'm excited for it. I have to say, I like your thumbnails on the YouTube videos. Listener, oh, thanks, man. subscribe to Gerald's YouTube. It's a lot of fun. I'll put all those links will be in the show notes, but I highly recommend give him a subscribe. You'll not be sorry, because yeah, you have a lot of fun videos. Your beard is amazing right now. You still have that, Oh, right? thanks, man. Yeah. Th- thanks, thanks, brother. Uh, I'll tell my wife you said that. I don't know. You look <laughs> she like, really you agrees look like with. an Amish, Amish MMA fighter or something. I don't know what that look is. But oh, wow. I'll take it. I'll take amazing. it. I think that's a compliment. <laughs> also, can I also can I tell him real quick, Emron? So this will be a little insider tip for the Jock and Nerd listeners. Ooh. But Mr. Emron himself oh. is going to be is going to be one of the presenters that's for right. the Golden Piece. Oh, he's going to pre- <laughs> he's going to be presenting the award for best action movie. Do you, you guys yeah, want me you- to tell you the nominees? Well, before you before you tell us the nominees, have you seen what Imran looks like? Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. I might break your YouTube. Listen, I'm going to break YouTube news. Just put a bag on my face. It's fine. I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. Head. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm tuning face. in. Uh, see, <laughs> yeah, right. If that won't right. get you to watch. Maybe I'll have a shirt on. Who knows? You got to tune in oh, to watch. God. Oh, God. Amazing. If you do a shirtless, that'd be the best. Uh, yeah. So, oh, real quick. What, tell, no, what are the nominees? Yeah, what are the categories? So, the category that he. The, the category that Imran's presenting is best action movie. So yeah. the nominees are the Batman, the Northman, Prey, RRR, and Top Gun Maverick. Solid oh, picks. We know, we know what Imran's vote is. Solid picks. It, I, I'm you sure there. you want him to do that? He's going to hijack thing, that thing. Anything <laughs> that wins, no. he's still just going to say RRR one. Uh, he's going to do the Moonlight La La Land thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh shit, no, I bet this one. Uh yeah. oh, those are great picks in the action category. Uh I I kinda dig all those movies. I just watched The Northman recently. What a wild Oh, movie. you checked it out, yeah, because yeah. you told me you hadn't seen yeah. it yet. And I was like, I'm gonna watch it, and it was fucking great. So Yeah, so good. Yeah, no. And what are the uh, well, you have any other you, what are your categories for this for these? It's uh well aside from action, we'll be doing best animated movie, best comedy, best horror movie, nice. and then we're doing uh we're doing an award for female performance for male performance. And then best movie, and we also have ten nominees. Perfect. Here's nice. here's the ones that got nominated for us because it's going to definitely vary from the Oscars, which yeah. I think is interesting. Yeah. But the, real quick, I'll just run through the ten that got nominated for my best movie, which was yeah. uh, the Batman, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Menu, Nope, Prey, RRR, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, and X. Wow. Whoa. Wow, that's you got an eclectic yeah. list. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the menu I got to watch too. That's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. 
just came Next, out a couple weeks ago on HBO. Movie of the year, right? Yeah, that was my favorite horror movie of the year, and it's yeah. definitely one of the more popular ones. Just Ty West. He also did Pearl this year. Wow. So he's got a lot of he, good stuff. He's a great is, horror director. This is an award show I can get behind. That is a great list. We don't, we, we don't want you behind anything, oh, Ron. Right, right. right. I'll stand Jesus behind. Christ. <laughs> you you on camera. Where's your other hand? We just don't want him involved. <laughs> yeah, can we just Ooh, change the direction? <laughs> uh, you can see me on the Golden Peas, the best oh, award show name ever. In assistance. <laughs> it's the second time he's been on something called the Golden Pea. Um, <laughs> I hope it's enjoyable as the first time I was on something. Well, anyways, yeah. it's Monday, Keep March. Hands on during this version, Monday, please. March 13th uh, in the evening. I'll have a link in the show notes. That's exciting. I can't wait. I'll have a fun time there. Listen, we're going to take. Oh, and the Razzies came out. Uh, also, I wanted to mention that, but we don't have to go over that. But let's just say. Uh, our boy Jared Leto and Morbius getting all the love over there at the Razzies. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Probably win. Worst, worst picture. <laughs> um, with that, though, we're going to take a quick break, play some promos. We're going to come back and we're going to do our first ever science fiction movie draft right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is the Hurricane Heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. Whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Along with my co-host, Bill, every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. Classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. Each week we bring you hip-hop headlines, so we let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Wu News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Doc and nerd. Listener, if you enjoy this podcast, you can give back to this podcast. You can join our awesome Patreon fan club. Jockinerd. Visit jockinerd.com slash Patreon. We can support the show on a monthly or annual basis. And you get stuff. You get access to an exclusive podcast feed where there's bonus content. Shows come out early. You get to join us in our monthly Discord hangout. Uh, and this month's hangout is this week, Thursday, January 26th, 8 p.m., Central Time rugs. Don't forget this time. I'll remind you. Oh my God! You got to tell me like a bunch of before times before you go out and start drinking. I'll tell you. Uh, and you can also uh, choose any movie and force us to watch it and review it. A lot of fun things over there on the Patreon. Jockinerd.com slash Patreon. Okay, I'm very excited. Geek boner. Yes, for our sci- first ever science fiction movie draft. And if it sounds like a sports thing, 
It kind of is, so I'm going to turn this whole thing over to Anthony the Jock. Yeah, well, this is first ever draft. The This category is sci-fi movies for this draft, so we're not doing multiple sci-fi drafts, Imran. Come on. Get oh, it right. sci-fi movie dra- One draft. <laughs> one draft it. for okay. sci-fi. We <laughs> okay. might do another draft for something else. If anyone's ever listened to the Big Picture podcast, I've taken this idea from them, and I'm doing this with us because it was fun listening to that. And it's fun doing these oddball type shows. We are doing tournaments. Now we're doing drafts. So the basic premise here, and listener, if this is confusing, you'll kind of understand it as we go along. But there's four of us here. We're going to go snake order draft. I'll reveal the draft order in a second. And what happens is you pick a movie and you assign it to a category. That category then gets uh, taken off your list. So you don't have to pick any other movies in that category. But the catch here is that movie also gets taken off the list for everyone else. So they can no longer pick that movie for that category. For instance, if we were doing a horror draft and it was slasher film and I picked Halloween as my slasher film, uh-huh. no one else could pick Halloween for any either slasher or any other category they thought that would fit in. Okay, got it. Got Understand? So Halloween is off the board for all the other movies then. Exactly. Exactly. So the- oh, shit. Okay. Yes. Yes. So and then it's off for your slasher for yours personally. Yep. It's off for everything. So yeah. Exactly. So the way this works is we'll pick. We'll each pick a movie. We'll assign it to a category. We don't have. You can pick it in any category you want. So if Gerald picks a comedy first and Imran wants to do an action movie for his pick, he doesn't have to pick a comedy. He can go right to action. And what are what are the categories? Yes. So the categories for this draft are action sci-fi movies. Comedy sci-fi movies, giant monster sci-fi movies, mindfuck sci- sci-fi movies, sequel sci-fi movies, classic pre 1980s sci-fi movies, and then there will be a wild card category, which means you can pick whatever you want in that category. Ooh, okay, man. So, with that in mind, you everyone kind of understand the rules. Anyone have any questions while we're on live? No, I think I'm we're good. good. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, the the draft order will go as follows. So it's snake order. Gerald got the number one pick. Oh. Then it would be Imran, Rugboy, and then me. So we'll Mm -hmm. go in that order, but it's snake order. So I'll get the fourth and the fifth pick. So Gerald, not to put you on the spot, but you are a guest here. What is your number one pick and what category is it being assigned to? God damn you, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) When I do do fantasy football, I hate getting the first pick, too. Uh, But I tell you what, it's between two movies, really, and I know neither one of them are going to probably be left when it's my turn next. So I just have to pick the one that's closer to my heart, I guess. Before before you pick, just for the audience, sorry to interrupt, for the audience, when when we are done with this, we will each have our slate of seven movies, 28 total movies, seven assigned to each person with one category assigned to each movie. And we will let you, the listener, the jock and nerdlings, vote on who got the best slate of movies. So we're having, we're asking for your involvement as well. At the yeah, end of the interactive. Show. Yep, it's mm-hmm. interactive. Gerald, you're the big movie guy. Go ahead. Uh, all right. Well, I tell you what, man. Let's do it. So, yeah, like I said, it's one of two picks, but I'm going to go this pick. I feel like maybe to give me a little more votes is probably a little more revolutionary. We were just talking about Mr. Steven Spielberg, so I'm going to go Jurassic Park. Oh. To start things off, what category? And I'm gonna. Uh, it could be a couple. I think I'm gonna put it in. Uh, let's do giant monsters. Oh, how about that, perfect. That's a good. How about that? That's how it's done. That's what how it's done. Tell us about Jurassic Park. Why do you love it so much? I mean, come on, man. Seeing this, seeing this. I mean, dinosaurs. 
like, what is it? Like little boys and dudes just love dinosaurs, you know? And they took that kind of like childlike just wonderment that we, for some reason is just embedded in our minds. And it's just such a spectacular action movie. There's a little bit of horror kind of in there too. It's funny at times. The direction is pitch perfect. Jeff Goldblum is fucking unforgettable in this movie. Um, it just has such a special place in my heart. I can remember seeing it on the big screen and I've seen it many, many times since then. And I was just in awe of it when I saw it the first time, just these dinosaurs brought to life, this kind of revolutionary CGI that we got at the time. And it's just killer, man. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. So Spielberg's a goat. So that's why I had to go ahead and scoop it up, man. I I, uh, love that pick. I remember seeing this movie in a movie theater and being in awe and then completely terrified by that third act. So, yeah, what a, what a roller coaster seeing that movie in a theater as a child. Uh, and it's great you that you. Uh, this was my top pick for the giant monster category. Some of these categories were hard, so I was like, "God damn it!" Fucking took that out. Perfect <laughs> for that category. But they've never been able to make another Jurassic movie as good as the first yeah. movie, which is you know important. But yeah, it's an all timer. Imran, yeah, you're up. Oh fuck me! All right, look. Well, I'm just gonna go. I'm going to take my number one pick for this, the, the action category. I want to get this movie off the board. I'm actually surprised I can pick this one uh, being second. Uh, and it's going to be the winner of our 90s action movie tournament, Terminator 2, uh, for the action category. That's my pick. And That was the other one. <laughs> that was the two I didn't know which one to pick. So great pick, man. That, yeah, that one oh. I had right away. I was like, oh, I know if I could get this for this category. What else has to be said about this movie? We just talked about Cameron making billions of dollars. The lore the, after the first one, I was so into this movie. The visual effects never before seen. And it's got Arnold and it's just it's Terminator 2. It's the best in the action movie of the 90s, according to our tournament. Yeah, it's, that's a fantastic movie. Not, not mm-hmm. much needs to be said about that. Rugs, you're up. Well, I'm going to follow Imran's lead, and I'm going to do the 80s winner, which is Predator, who oh. demolished all the competition and uh, somehow came on top of, of the best 80s action movies. And, you know, it, it began the uh, Predator franchise. It's uh, Arnold, uh, Carl Weathers, and Jesse the Body Ventura, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some other people. Uh, in that movie, it's just Titans walking among us. Uh, and so it has to be, I, I want that on my team. Which, which, uh, which category do you yeah. have that it's going to? Action, obviously. Action. Oh, there you. Action. action. Well, well, Predator is a great pick as well. So uh, no qualms about any of that. All these are good picks. Um, I'm up now. I get to pick twice. And uh, let me just take a look at my list. I did some prep here. So did anybody have trouble with any of these categories? No, no. Uh, I had to stretch a little bit in my research for the pre nineteen eighty category. That one was a little tricky. Uh, well, yeah. Well, well. For my action movie, I am going to go with Aliens. Oh, mm. son of a bitch! I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. taking that off the board as a sequel, yes. by the way. Yes, just as that- an FYI. But uh, Aliens is. An all-time Cameron movie as well. Yes, some would say I I could may see an argument for it being better than T two Judgment Day. Just yeah. as a, yeah, I think I think it's the best Aliens movie in the franchise. I think it's the movie that makes Ellen Rip you know Ellen Ripley and Sigourney Weaver an action star. She can 
walk amongst all the male action stars after that performance. What what's great about it is Cameron takes an idea, a premise from Alien, and turns it into something else. Yeah. Makes it an action film. Takes a horror film, makes it into an action film, but it still has all that DNA that the Alien had. It's the logical next step in that movie that you didn't wouldn't have predicted coming out of Alien, but it makes all the sense in retrospect. So Aliens is fucking great. So at the end, at the core, it's about. A mother protecting her surrogate daughter, fighting against a mother protecting their surrogate kid, their kids, and it's it's an amazing movie. So, Aliens is my Solid. action pick. Solid. The man makes good sequels. Cameron makes good sequels. So yeah, he next, knows what he's doing. I get another pick. Oh, you son! Yay, yay for me! So with go. that, I am going to pick. Let me just make sure I got my list. I'm going to go in the comedy section. Oh boy. And I'm picking Ghostbusters oh, as my comedy. Oh, good, good one. one. Yeah, good one, man. Ghostbusters is my comedy pick because, as a kid, I don't know how I watched a movie with forty-year-old middle-aged men and came out. I came out of that movie wanting to wear a proton pack or whatever the hell it's called and fight ghosts. <laughs> like, how is that possible that a yes. that a nine-year-old me would watch Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray? Whoever the hell else, I'm losing the names of who else was in that movie. Harold Ramis. Ernie Harold Hudson. Ramis. Yeah, and, and think those guys were cool. But it, it, convinced, it convinced me to think those guys were cool. Great soundtrack. Sigourney Weaver again, too. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. you, gotta run, you gotta run on Sigourney Weaver. I gotta run, I've got Sigourney Weaver all, all up in this. <laughs> all day. Uh, who, is the, what is, who is the key master? Or what you is the, the gatekeeper. I am gatekeeper. the gatekeeper. Rick yeah. Mattis is great. So I, yeah. I wanted to take this off the board because Damn I know there's there's some comedies that are high, yeah. held in high esteem, and I wanted to take this one off the board. So it goes. It's a good one, man. Pick. Good one. Rugs. Well, I'm gonna follow suit also, and I'm gonna take one of the great comedies off the board. Shit, probably one of the best movies ever made, and it's Back to the Future. Oh, son God of damn right it is. That is a so, really good pick. I mean, I don't even need to explain no, I how want, fucking great that movie is. I wanted is. that movie. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I took it, you fuck. I didn't. Uh, I I didn't. I'd never seen that movie until the, the pandemic. What? And I, I wow. watched it. Oh yeah, and, wow! Really? I, I loved it. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, this is all time favorites, man. Back to the Future is is a fucking awesome movie. That Imran. would have been my next pick. Oh uh, yeah, that was sorry about that. That was my top pick too for that category. Uh oh, two of my picks are gone now. Do I want to? But I grab a comedy movie, or do I plant my flag in another category? Ah, uh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> mm, the sequel one is also a tricky one. I oh shit. Okay, let's go to the mindfuck category. Ooh, let me mm, see nice. if I can grab this movie. Uh, and the movie I want to put in there is The Matrix. Ah, oh, you fucker. The Matrix is mm-hmm. definitely a mind fuck movie as well as a solid. It could have been in the action category. Yeah. Uh, could have been a sure. lot of places, but. Are we all agreement? Matrix, mind fuck? Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was Sweet. in my mind fuck options, too. Gotcha. I mean, again, cool. runner up in our 90s action tournament. What more needs to be said about this movie? Also changed the way movies are made going forward. And uh, you're never quite sure if you're unplugged. Changed lives. Changed people's lives. Sometimes I just look up and be like, is somebody playing me? Are you controlling <laughs> me? Like, you don't know what's happening. So uh, that's, yeah, taking the Matrix off the board. 
Mm-hmm. Another all-time movie. Yeah, another great pick, man. Uh, okay, so I'll tell you what. I'll jump to the sequels category and give me arguably, arguably, I say, because it's not necessarily my personal opinion, although I do love it, but arguably the greatest sequel of all time in the science fiction category, oh. and that's The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I hit Ooh, That's a good one. So I'll take that. Wow. That's fucking a, a monolith of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole Star Wars canon, I'm a huge fan of, but I feel like this one kind of stands out even to this day. I mean, so many decades later as kind of that one foundational piece of the entire franchise. It just people just kind of go back to that. The story of Vader and Luke and the twist in that movie, because, you know, we didn't have social media. We didn't have the Internet. I mean, you couldn't really get spoiled unless you really tried to back then. And you know, that twist, uh, I'm your father, just fuck people up, man. And it was, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, I wish the Internet didn't exist for my kids because they, like, <laughs> you hear it. It's yeah. just so pop culture, like zeitgeist, you know. But uh, just such a great world that Lucas built. And, I mean, look, I mean, we can't escape it, guys. It's no, everywhere it's you turn. Star going. Wars. That's so. the, best, that's the yeah. best Star Wars movie there is still. All right. So with that being said, what the hell do I do now? Oh boy, we're gonna go. <laughs> Tell you what. Um. All right. So that was my sequel category, right? Yeah, uh, Anthony, you've yeah, knocked so out was, your 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 giant monster and your sequel. So I think I think I'm going to do mine. Fuck as well, because mm. I feel like that's a thin category. Uh, but I'm going to go Christopher Nolan's Inception. Oh, that's good a good pick. one. That's a good one. I had that. Uh, what do you think? Was he dreaming? Does the top spoilers for all these movies? Every people see. <laughs> Did the top move at the end? Was he awake? It's great. Uh, no, I think he was dreaming. I mean, that's what I've always kind of thought. Yeah. I thought he was the ambiguous know. ending makes that movie though, right? Yeah, yeah. This isn't my favorite Nolan film. I mean, you know, I don't want to mention any others in case they come up tonight. But um, I do think that it was just visually, just like holy shit! Like it literally was a mind fuck. Like you're literally just like, what did he just do with the camera and the effects and shit is bending? You know, the, the buildings are bending uh, over before Doctor Strange, yeah. right? We saw it in Inception. Yeah, uh, Marion Cotillard is amazing in this. DiCaprio is an all timer, so yeah, I wanted to go ahead and scoop it up. There you go, good one. Rugs or no, uh, Imran? Sorry, oh, it's back to me. Is it? Were? Were it? Was it? Uh okay. You know what? Let's go back to the comedy. A lot of great sci-fi comedies. Uh, and the one I, ooh, I am in between a couple of these. No, you know what? We're going we're gonna to do this one. Probably one of the funniest movies growing up that I could watch over and over again. It's going to be Mel Brooks's Spaceballs. It's got to be Spaceballs. <laughs> That's a good one. Classic. <laughs> I mean, my shorts is bigger than yours. It's very memorable. Quotable. Honey, she doesn't look Druish. I'm a mug. I'm a half man, half dog. I mean, I could do the whole movie. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> super funny, super silly. Star Wars spoof. Uh, fits right in comedy. You guys took my other picks that were really good. So, Spaceballs is great, man. Yeah, rug rug boy. Uh, what do I need to do? I did I do I did action. I did comedy. You've done action and comedy, correct? So let me get into. Uh, let me get to. The classic. Oh. All right. Um, I'm going to pick something that I feel like had a lot of cultural impact and is still a wonder uh, to this day 
and it's made by a master filmmaker. I'm going with 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, nice. Okay. That was it had yeah, classic. Artificial yeah. intelligence going crazy. It had gorillas, uh, I mean, or monkeys with the monolith over there. And uh, it was a very uh, well-directed masterpiece. So uh, there's a lot of other ones that I would have chose, but I feel like that one is an important one. It's trippy. So, it's one of the most. It's one of the most influential movies ever, too. That's for sure. I mean, they just yeah. did. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Barbie. Greta Gerwig is coming out with yeah. a Barbie trailer, and they just did like a kind of a spoof on that for the trailer. And yeah. it's like what fifty years later. Yeah, <laughs> like, who doesn't spoof that? The Simpsons spoof it, and it's yeah. fucking trippy as balls for a movie from the sixties, right? Like people were not yeah. expecting that that journey. So I'm up next now, and I'm trying to think how I want to do this. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm going to take this just because I know there's only one other person. I'm going to make my giant monster pick right now, and it's got to be Godzilla 1954. Of course. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that could have fit in a couple categories, obviously. But uh, this is an all-time all monster movie. Uh, this is the movie that somewhat started the genre. There, there's some other stuff, but definitely started the kaiju genre in, in, uh, in Japan. And this is before Godzilla became a joke. Highly recommend anyone that was that likes movies to watch the Japanese version of this film uh, because it is horrific. It's a sad fucking movie. There's some imagery in there. I mean, the, the, the I, I'll never forget having the the mom with the little two boys telling her that telling the boys that they're going to see their father pretty soon as they watch Godzilla stomp on everything. Their dead father. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking horrifying. So, Godzilla 1954 is my giant monster pick. And then nice my my sequel, I'm going to go with my sequel right now. I'm going Dawn of the Planet of the oh, Apes. Oh, man, I had that. Mm. Shit, that's a good that one. That is uh, the newest, from the newest yeah, franchise. Matt Reeves, the second Matt, Matt Reeves. Reeves yeah. of the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That movie has no business being as good as it is. And it has amazing mocap. The Caesar Coba storyline is freaking fantastic. I I... I love that movie. It, it, there's no reason that movie should be as operatic as it is. But is that the second one, right? Yeah, it is the second one. Yeah, of the mm -hmm. of the new franchise. I like so. War. Yeah, yeah, War was great too, but Dawn is very good. They're they're all good. They're, yeah. That yeah, whole trilogy really has yeah. no business being as good as it is. Yeah, that's fantastic. But this is like one of the only. I mean, you guys can disagree if you want, but to me, this is like one of the only seek trilogies where they like remade the the classic movie, and I think these movies are better. This, which is kind of insane yeah. to me, yeah. Because I, I, I was a big fan of the the original Planet of the Apes growing up, but uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is to me the best of that of this new seek uh, trilogy, and it's just similar to like when we talked about Avatar, where it's just a wonder watching that movie. Except mm -hmm. I think the themes in this movie and the the character like we're talking about characterization of chimpanzees, yes, and 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 you fucking care about these characters, so. Amazing movie. That's my pick. The mocap is amazing. Andy Circus is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good pick. Rugs, back to you. Okay. Mm. I did action. I did comedy. I did. Uh, what else did I do? You have done classic. 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 Yep. Three nineteen. All right. So I got Mindfuck. <laughs> I got Monster. And I got sequel. And wild card. Wild card, too. Okay. Hmm. All right. I'll wait for wild card later. But, um, Mindfuck. Ooh. Um, we did 
Matrix, right? We had we did I, Inception. Yeah, yeah, Matrix that's off Inception the off the board. Hmm, and I have like three that I'm really, really uh, want to do. But which one is the one? Um, Neo was the one. Well, I'm gonna go with Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, I had that up there. That is because it's a, it, it's a mind fuck movie, but it's also highly entertaining. Yeah. And I feel like even though it wasn't popular when it came out, anybody who's seen it has been like, "That's a fucking good movie." I love that movie. Mm, so fuck much. yeah, dude. Yeah, Tom Cruise is great, and just the yeah, the Emily Blunt, dude. Emily, Emily Blunt, Blunt is fantastic. Oh my God, she fucking yeah. owns that movie, dude. I love how they just they just throw you into it, and you're like, wait a minute, like you kind of have to figure out what's going on as it's happening. Yeah, it's got a lot of elements of like other movies that could be in this category, but it does it in such a like not a because a lot of these like mindfuck movies are like these obscure indie films, but they were somehow kind of like The Matrix. It took all these kind of elements from uh, like other things and put them in this like perfect package. That's Doug so, Lyman, right? Fantastic. That one? Yeah. yeah that's Doug Lyman, yeah. who's also doing the Roadhouse remake. I know, which is shocking. <laughs> what happened, Doug Wow. Lyman? Give me another Edge of Tomorrow. What the fuck? I want a sequel to that. We are halfway through, guys. Oh, and, shit. Uh, Imran, oh. you are back up. All right. I'm going to go. Let me grab a sequel. A lot of my sequels have been taken off the board. So we get in there, and I'm just going to pick movie we've been talking about you know what i'm gonna do it i'm going avatar the way of the water it's better than the first movie it's joined the two billion dollar club the movie is stunning and effects which i've never seen before i'm throwing it in it's a new movie but i think it's a strong contender and all my other fucking picks were taken (laughs) nice Okay. Even though Gerald, I like, I like, I like Way the Water. Even though Gerald shit on it, uh, <laughs> well, that's high. I mean, I haven't seen it. That's high. I do want to see it though, guys. I just uh, I got to rewatch the first one. Then I got to see this. Uh, it's like seven you know, hours. You don't even yeah. have to rewatch the first one. They recap it pretty good. Just watch a YouTube okay, all right. video. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll do that then. Geraldo, you got the next two. Yeah, Imran helped me out. So he. So I'm going to do because I have two back to back. So I'm going to go ahead and do my my pre 1980 and my comedy. So for pre 1980. I know Anthony was talking about the sequel earlier for his sequel pick, but one of my, actually I have a really crazy story about this movie. If you guys want to hear it, I can keep it brief, but I'm going to yeah. take alien from oh, 1979. That's a good Ooh, one. That's a good that's one. A good yeah. One. That fits right. right there. Ridley Scott. Um, that's, I saw that my parents rented that movie on VHS tape when I was eight years old and I peeked through my bedroom door and watched it oh, without them knowing. Oh, no, and the like 10 or 15 minute period that I was watching was the chestburster scene. Oh no! <laughs> and fast forward to 40 years later, I'm a huge horror fan. So I don't know. I think that movie kind of started it all I for me, it. but wow. Yeah, I have a similar so story. I remember playing the alien video game at the arcade yeah. and going, mom, dad, we got to rent that movie. We got to rent <laughs> alien. And I'm probably like 10, nine, 10, somewhere around there. And the chestburster scenes happen happens. And I'm like, I, the rest of that movie, I'm watching it between like my yeah. my eyes, like I might between my my hands, like I'm just like slips in my hands trying to watch that movie. I'm like, this is nothing like the video games. What the hell is this? My parents are like, why did you? What did you rent <laughs> this for? What done? is what this? Games have you been playing? Yeah. yeah. What is wrong yeah. with you? So I mean, yeah. I have a similar story, but with the sequel, I watched Aliens when I was like a young teenager, and I legit had nightmares that night of the fucking xenomorphs. The movie yeah. affected me so much. 
Yeah, well, really, Scott, I mean, he just did something masterful in this movie, too, because, like, he kind of lulls you with it a little bit the first, like, 30, 45 minutes where they're kind of wandering around. This, they're lost. They don't really know what's going on until they get on the ship, and the claustrophobia kind of sets in. Yeah. But, like, after that chestburster scene, it's just, like, a different kind of movie. Oh. But it really did kind of blindside you. You know, like, he kind of got you into a safe, kind of, like, comfortable space, and then it's just like, holy shit, what happened? Yeah. So I love that movie. It's one of my all-time favorites. Go ahead, Gerald. And then, and then for my comedy pick, guys, we're a bunch of dudes here. It's got to be weird science. Ah, That's a great one. (laughs) It's got to be. I mean, let's create Kelly LeBrock in our bedroom. I mean, what else? I mean, (laughs) dude, what else would a sixteen seventy-year-old boy want? That's on my list. That was on my list. One of my favorite fucking comedy sci-fi, just comedies. Like I could watch this movie over and over again anytime it was on. You wanted. To build that machine and get a doll because of how well it worked for them. Bill oh, Paxton has a great doubt. role in there. That's a fucking Bill great Paxton. Movie. Oh, my God. So good, man. So I revisit that one every few years Six and kid, it just oh, still cracks spoke. me up. That's what the problem is. <laughs> uh, on the telephone? She calling you on the telephone? Anyway, that movie's great. Imran? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Well, I have an action. I have a comedy. Mindfuck sequel. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the classic pre-1980s category. And uh, it's got to be the movie that first made m- people watching a movie believe a man could fly. It is Superman, 1978, Christopher Ooh. Reeve. Uh, okay. Another movie that when I saw just like as a kid, I was all in one of the first superhero movies to make it big and to take it kind of seriously. Uh, and I think it's like one of the, one of the greatest still holds up Superman. 100%. I mean, the score, too. Oh, yeah. Classic John Williams, iconic score that sometimes sounds like Star Wars and I get confused. <laughs> he just reuses things. I, I only wish he had a better villain in that. I mean, I liked I liked uh, Luthor, Gene Hackman. I liked Luth- Gene Hackman, but he didn't have a physical. It's Tess Tess Yeah, I mean, he's not going to. Otis? Yeah, Otis, Otis is fucking great. <laughs> oh, Mr. Luthor. I mean, he, he's not going to punch fucking Lex, but he was diabolical. Uh, yeah. And got him in a chain and kryptonite in a pool and stuff. So great stuff. Rug boy. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of what I should do here. Um, giant monster movies. You took Godzilla 54 off the board. Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park is off the board. Correct. Yes. There are some very well done uh, giant monster movies or large monster movies like that are um, really acclaimed and well done. Um, I'm going to pick the most obscure one, but it's one that should be seen, and it's The Host. Okay, that's a good one. I've seen that. Yeah. Tell us about The Host. The Host is basically like a a mutant-like fish that can walk on land, um, kind of starts... uh, Living gets out of this uh, lab and gets into the water in the river, and then it just one day people are just hanging out in the park, and this shit fucking jumps onto the surface and like starts attacking everybody, and uh, it actually like grabs uh, a member of this family, and they all of the family like kind of is in shock and like you know they're they don't know what to do, and they just decide we're gonna hunt this shit down and find and find our missing family member. And they do, and they confront it, and they kill it. Uh, spoilers, <laughs> but um, it's the whole movie is like um, 
it's really, really memorable. I only saw it like a few times, and it's, I still remember it very vividly. It's so Hulu, I think you can watch it. It's good. I don't know if the effects hold up as well as when they came out, but when the effects, I saw that like for like a low budget movie from another country, I was very impressed. That's a good. And pick. the monster's very strange looking. It doesn't look like anything you've ever seen. Gerald, have you seen the host? I don't think I have. Do you remember who started it? I don't think I've seen this. It's the same person who made Parasite and made it. I believe. No, I don't think that's true. Uh, but <laughs> Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, yeah, it's Bong. Yeah, it's Bong. Bong did that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen this one. Yeah, this is a good yeah. one to put on our radar. I haven't seen this either. For sure. Yeah. Check this out. Well, yeah, I think. Go ahead. Underrated. Yeah. No, go ahead. If you got any more. No, that's it. All right, cool. Well, I'm. I've got the next two, and I'm. I'm going strategic on this next one. So for my classic, yeah, I'm going with the original King Kong. Oh shit! Oh, I just stop right. motion animation. That. Yes. I'm also taking that off the board as a giant monster and run. Oh, so, shit. I didn't even have that over there. Okay. Okay. Well, another one. I, classic story. It's been redone so many times, um, but King Kong's height fluctuates in the entire movie. But <laughs> I mean, for 19, what, 33, yeah. 34? It's pretty a classic. Damn, pretty yeah. damn good. Pretty damn yeah. good. Probably the oldest movie that's going to be on this list. I wanted a very eclectic list. I also wanted two monster movies in here. And this was my only way of sneaking in one. So King Kong is my pick. I, I remember watching this movie so many times as a kid. The VHS was extra thick because the cover you could press on King Kong and it would roar. Oh no! The VHS way. would roar. There was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. speaker in it. There was Whoa. a little like button speaker. I remember oh it vividly. God. I remember. I love all the fights. I love him fighting the T Rex, the snake, or whatever the hell that was. The uh, pterodactyl. I. I was so sad at the end that he fucking falls off the thing when he flights all the helicopters. That stop motion is iconic. Stop, yeah, it's stop motion. I mean, yeah. they don't make movies like that anymore. No. I, I mean, they, they they had to freaking move that guy like inch by inch to create all that shit. That's that's real movie making back in 1933. So King Kong is my pick for my classic, and I'm going with my wild card pick on this next. Okay, one. So my wild card pick. Sneaking this in because this has not been picked yet, and I want to take it off the board. Dun 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 dun. Robocop. Oh is my shit! Wild card oh pick. shit! That's a good one. I'm taking that off the board. Oh, um, this this one made it to the finals of our '80s tournament. It's Paul Verhoeven at his some of his bloodiest, fantastic movie. The Robocop series really took a dive after this one, but you watch this one, and it's just about a man finding his humanity within a robot suit and it's has no business. Another one of those has no business being as good as it is, but it's the eighties. They're trying shit out. And RoboCop is just, it's a fantastic movie. It's another one of those movies similar to alien where I watched it as a kid yeah. playing the video games. And it was like way more violent than I thought it should be. I was like, like my mom was again, like, Anthony, what are you doing? Like, what are we watching these fucking well, violent it's, ass it's, movies for? It's another one of those action <laughs> R-rated 80s movies that eventually became uh, cartoons and toys. Yes. Which yes. is also crazy to think about. Right. Toys of it. And that's me. So I'm getting looped in because of the video games and the toys and the cartoons and all these movies, RoboCop, Alien, Terminator, Predator, all have like very dark origin movies yeah, yeah. that like are not suitable for a kid really? at my age that was watching them. Yeah. So. RoboCop is my pick for my wild card. You got RoboCop in there. Damn it. I did. Nice. Yeah. I got a pretty nice roster so far. Rugs, you're up. So I got sequel and wild card left, I believe, right? Let's see. That's that's what it looks like. 
So mm, I don't know if I want to use my wild card yet, but that doesn't matter. So, um, sequel. I'm gonna go with Wrath of Khan. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Ah, Star Trek too. I had that shit on there too. I almost feel like writing fifty ends at the end of that Wrath of Khan. Oh, I fucking love that movie. It's great. It's such a good. It's such a good. It's one of. The, it's the best Star Trek movie. So it's. It yeah, yeah. It we reviewed yeah. it as the very so. first, uh, very earliest use of CG computer graphics in a movie. Also. Uh, but yeah, Khan was that's a fun. We, we reviewed that, and I actually liked it. Right. Yeah. If Anthony liked it, yeah, <laughs> like if he if it was enjoyable to Anthony, it means must hold on. on. Ricard, Ricardo hold on. Montalban, Mister, what's his name from Fantasy yeah, Island? His chest yes. glistening, <laughs> you know, like it's it's classic. You also got the weird body horror with the like the snake the the caterpillar going in the guy's ear. Oh yeah, yes. that was weird. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you just had like fucking Shatner just being as smarmy and fucking arrogant as possible, and I love that. Great pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. Great, great pick. Imran. Okay. You know, we're going to do, let me do the giant monster here. Um, I believe this movie does fit in this category. Hey, well, it, let's see. It's from the GOAT director. It is the original blockbuster summer movie that started it all. I'm picking Jaws for my giant Wait, monster. What? It's a giant monster. That was sharks. Yeah, but is it science fiction though? Uh yeah, is that science fiction? I, no, it's not I science don't, fiction. Oh man, it's, I don't know the, about the, that the one. The shark does not act like a normal shark. That's science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> right, but know. is he altered by science? Oh, I, might, I might have to. Uh, I don't know. We have to. We have to. I, I don't know. We, none of us agree with. I this. don't know if I agree I guess, with it being. Okay, I, mm. Giant monster nor science fiction. Really. I, okay, maybe I forgot about the sci-fi part that I was going to about. <laughs> I would have definitely taken it a long time ago <laughs> if it was eligible. It's the, I mean, the shark, this shark is, is a science fiction story. All right, okay. If the shark was mutated, maybe. Well, how do we know? Well, Con, well, Kong is a natural. I don't know. Kong is uh, Kong sci-fi? That's the same thing. Uh, no, Kong, 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 Kong is t- 11 feet tall. And he's fighting dinosaurs on an island that's made up. This is the biggest shark they've ever seen. They needed a bigger <laughs> boat. I think it's just a great white. The great, great white. Okay. All right. I, what, what do you, what, well, I know Gerald, no. I, I'm probably, I mean, I've no. never heard, I, I love okay. Imran, so he can have it as far as uh, I'm concerned, but I I've think... never heard anybody call Jaws a sci-fi movie. <laughs> Maybe that's a stretch. It's been voted off the island. I, I think that, I think that one's not a sci-fi movie. All right, well, that's fine. I have plenty in this list. In that case, I was going <laughs> to try I knew this would happen <laughs> once. If I could have predicted, Imran would I, be the I guy. I just like how before we started this, Imran showed his like locked-in sound effect, and he has yet to use and it. And I didn't he use, it, use it, it at once. all. I'm not using it. Fuck it. You don't need it. Um. All right. You know what? In that case, <laughs> the movie I'm going to take, and it's only because... I have it on my list, but it was just on HBO and I had, or it was on TNT or something. I was watching it. And I was like, yo, I forgot how dope this is. It's Godzilla versus Kong from a few years ago. Oh, good. You, Which one? The, yeah, the latest one? Good. Yes, the latest one. Yeah. I mean, that whole scene, I just watched the whole sequence where they're transporting Kong on the boat. It is great. And Godzilla flips it over and then Kong flips it back and then he's jumping from battleship to battleship and then he dives. Out. Oh, it's fucking great. I was like, wow. And if you just cut all the people scenes out of that movie it's uh it's the perfect giant monster well, movie. well i mean there's some shit that 
would never happen. Like Godzilla blowing a hole into the center of the earth and then oh, yeah, Kong climbing it, climbing up it in like two seconds. But then you got like a <laughs> it would right, take him like a year to do. Yeah, he yeah. just falls down. He's there. Inner, yeah, you got the inner world. Then you got the fucking WWF battle in buildings at the end. And then Mecha Godzilla was also that was kind of great. Cool. It, but that's a yeah, fun that was movie. Cool too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm well, and and it, you know. It made, I think, like three, four hundred million dollars while the pandemic was still going on, and people were limit. There was like twenty percent seating in the movie theater. And it's getting a sequel. They're making another one. Yeah, it's good. No, that's a great pick. I like that pick a lot. Better than Jaws, I understand. Yeah, Jaws was a, that was a questionable pick. Great movie. I don't know sci-fi though. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Harald, you got your last two picks here. Yeah, man. Well, this is one that. Uh, I strategically left action open, right? I still have action left, I think. Really? You have you have action? Yeah. Man, it looks yeah. Like you have good wild card. So, I hate this because there's like five movies that I want to pick, but I only have two picks. But I think this one will successfully fit into the action category. I don't know if Imran's going to try to get revenge for the Jaws <laughs> thing. <laughs> but for my action pick, I'd like to take Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, obviously, the animated film from a few years ago. I just think it's revolutionary. The Lord Miller style, the way it looked. I took my son to see it when he was like seven years old. And I can remember it was so impactful for him, too. I can remember him walking out of that movie theater. They had like a Spider-Man there because it was like the premiere weekend. And he was taking pictures with the kids in the lobby and shit. And it was just such a like emotional thing for me as a parent. But we left the theater and, you know, Miles' whole thing in the movie is like, anybody can be Spider-Man. Anybody can be the hero. Yeah. And my seven-year-old, as the credits are rolling, he looks over at me. He's like, Dad, can I be Spider-Man? <laughs> it was just like really an emotional thing, you know, like it just, he connected with it on that level. And then obviously I loved it too for the comic book lore and Spidey and, and like I said, the animation. So it's one of my favorite movies of the last like five years or so. So that's the thing about Spider-Man and why I've loved him ever since I was a little kid is the essence of it is anybody could be under that mask and, and mm-hmm. you think it's you mm-hmm. and they've got that right. And I'm excited for the sequel. It's going to be yeah, uh, that, sure. that, yeah, that, that essence of Spider-Man is when, when they fuck that up, like uh, amazing Spider-Man too. Uh, yeah. That's when they really screw things up. <laughs> and when they're, when they're able to lock in the fact that it's just a random kid that gets bitten by a spider and just has, does the right thing that that's the best part that that's the essence of Spider-Man is he, he does the right thing to, despite the fact that it will hurt his personal life. Mm-hmm. So, and then for my wild card pick, man, to wrap up my team, I can't believe this is still on the board. One of the greatest horror movies ever made is John Carpenter's the thing. Oh, that's a good one from 1980 oh, and it's it, it, it's it's a horror movie it's a mind fuck it's action it's all these categories <laughs> except for maybe comedy but i love this movie so much and like i said it's one of the best horror movies ever made one of the best creature features it's got just some practical effects that will just literally blow your mind you won't believe that they were able to do the things that they were able to do in that movie uh not having the advancements of technology and stuff it's just crazy it's really scary um, you know, it's just like a deserted island winter setting. That's just it'll just fuck you up. I don't know. What do you guys think about the thing? Are you guys into that movie? Oh, yeah. I saw it a while. I haven't gone back to it, but because I feel like it takes a while to get going. But uh, once it gets going, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty compelling. And and yeah, it's it stays with you. The effects and how uh, well done these practical effects were and just the 
crazy shit with the dog and all that stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's the paranoia too. Like you don't know who is like anybody could be the thing, you know? And it kind of, it really kind of puts you on edge. The paranoia, your person standing next to you could be the, the fucking monster, you Iconic know, it's crazy. Poster also. Yeah, uh, for sure. You, you know, the poster, right? Of the guy in the suit oh, with yeah. the light coming out. So it's a great story in the Drew Struzan documentary. If you ever watch it, he did that poster. And the reason it looks like that is they came to him. They're like, we need you to do a poster for this movie. We don't know who's actually starring in it or what it's going to be about. And we need it tomorrow. So he had to just paint a guy. They gave him basic vague things that's going to happen in the, you know, where it's cold at the North Pole. That was it. The fucking poster was wet when the delivery guy came to pick it up the next day to ship it off to them. So he cranked that out in like one night without knowing what the fuck the movie was. Wow. And it becomes this that. iconic fucking image. It's a great poster. I'm going to be that guy. I haven't seen it yet, so I got to see it one day. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's a. Uh... It's definitely worth watching. Imran, uh, I had your last pick. Wild card. I'm down to my wild card. I had the Jaws in there. I'm going to go Jaws. <laughs> can I get Jaws? Jaws the Revenge. The the revenge. Jaws can, 3D. I go, can I go Titanic on my last No, uh, Imran, I'm going to pick uh, There Will Be Blood. No, that's not how this works. You know what? <laughs> you can pick Sharknado. That's a oh, sci-fi. That is, that yeah, is you can fun. do Sharknado. Yeah. yeah. I had a list here, but I'm not. I got, I got this other movie that I'm surprised hasn't put in anything. And is this your wild card? This is my wild card. Okay. Kind of a horror sci-fi movie also. I'm I'm putting in the original Terminator. Uh oh, might as okay. well get all the Cameron movies in my list. I have, yeah, I have a thing for him. <laughs> but come on, that original Terminator works as like a horror movie, as a sci-fi movie, and the flip for Arnold to play a hero, a villain, and then a hero. Like I don't think a lot of people have got to do that with the same role. Uh and that first movie, as low budget and gorilla filmed as it was has so much energy and builds sets this world uh so well and uh yeah and it's a fucking it's a time loop and it's great terminator and i mean what's what's great about there's so many great things about that movie but um it's a slasher fic yeah flick, you know and, and it has and it juggles a, a horror movie a slasher you know slasher horror movie sci-fi action love story and it, it interweaves all that stuff seamlessly like it never feels like the tone right shifts from one thing to another it just kind of is all these things yeah it's cameron man he knows what the fuck he's doing yeah that's and gerald's still just pissed off that he's wasting time on avatar <laughs> yeah let's get back to terminator <laughs> million dollar movie <laughs> rug boy we got your last pick here uh i have so many movies i would have picked for a lot of these things and uh, it's very strange to try and boil them down to seven strategically yeah. that, you know, and people took some of my, some of my picks. So I'm going to close this out with another uh, master of disaster director who's fucking balls to the wall crazy. And he came out with a movie in his like 70s or something that fucking still cr like is crazy. And that's Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, that's oh, yeah. a good one. Like, no one walks out of that movie going, yeah, it was boring. That's no, that's pick. not going to happen. That's yeah. a damn good pick. I had that in my sequels, too. But that's a movie that you overshadows the original and you forget. You don't even know there was like a first one. You don't even need you it. You don't even but... need it. It's got a great dog and uh, Lord Humongous and just some insane practical stunts. That's great. The movie. visuals in that yeah. movie. The color. Excited the color for the Furiosa. Witness me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's still doing it. He's still throwing people around in the air with flames out of their guitars and shit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, no, that's a great pick. I, that didn't even cross my mind. Fuck. Good job. Fuck, man. 
Um, <laughs> well, I close this out, and I only only have left is my mind fuck, and I've been debating on what my mind fuck was going to be, and I'm going to go real mind fucky. It's a movie we reviewed on the show. I did, unfortunately wasn't able to attend this show, so I wasn't able to participate in reviewing it. At the time I watched it, I didn't really like it, but looking back on it, I'm like, if I'm you're going to do a mind fuck movie, mind fuck the fuck out of me, so I don't know what the hell just happened type shit. And that movie for me is Annihilation. Oh, is my mind oh wow. Yeah. Because you watch like that- Annihilation. I love that movie, man. <laughs> oh, I didn't at the time, but at as I've grown, you know, as time has passed, I'm like, that movie's a mindfuck movie. Yeah. That movie really. I- well, all of all of that director's movies are mindfucks. In fact, Ex Machina oh, was up. One, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was on my list, too. Yeah. Ex Machina would have been a good one. Yeah. I just wanted to go with. So it was for me, it was between this and Total Recall. Yeah. But I, oh. I wanted to do, if I'm going to pick a mindfuck movie, I wanted to do something that was almost inaccessible to like 85% of the population. So that's, that was my thought process is go with Annihilation, go with something that most of your friends will never want to watch. I mean, that fucking ending where Natalie Portman's dancing or like, or like being mimed by the weird, Those fucking weird alien thing, alien thing yeah. that in the, in the shimmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, what the fuck was that? That's exactly what I want on a mindfuck movie. Is yell out, yell out, what the fuck was You're that? Like, what? Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want well, to be Alex, kind of pissed off that I watched it. Type shit. Yeah, Alex yeah. Garland has gotten progressively just stranger and stranger, but it's always very interesting. Like you, it's hard to look away. You know, like, he just did that movie Men this past year. Oh yeah, which was also a mindfuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the worst of his three films. But Ex Machina is great, and now I freaking love Annihilation. Natalie Portman's awesome in that. Um, you got the Oscar Isaac cutting his stomach open. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that he all his movies are great mindfuck movies. That's a solid pick. I like him. Do you so, want to? So how do we close this out? Like we we pick them. Well, we have movies. our teams now. No, yeah. You just now we just recap our teams real quick. So do you, if either I can do it for everyone, or if you each of us want to lay out your movie. Yeah, I can. I have mine. Yeah, I can listen. Gerald, yeah. go first. Gerald, go first. So my team, which is I mean, clearly the best, but I'll let you guys <laughs> share, but uh, Jurassic Park was my giant monster. Let's see. Uh, Empire Strikes Back was my sequel. Inception was my mind fuck. And then I had the classic pick, which was Alien. Weird Science was my comedy. And Spider Verse was into the Spider Verse was my action movie, and the thing was my wild card pick. Perfect. That's a that's a good that's a good that's lineup. A solid lineup right there. Imran, yeah. What's your oh, roster? Oh man, I don't know about my roster anymore. Vote for me, listener. Uh for action, I have Terminator Two. Good. Comedy, I have Spaceballs. Good. Mindfuck, I got the Matrix. Yeah. And sequel, I went hard on the Avatar: The Way of the Water. Mm-hmm. Okay, that might that that might that. You know, I like to reveal the whole thing. Classic Superman, nineteen seventy eight, Christopher Reeve. That's a good one that I didn't think of. Wild Card is the third James Cameron movie in my list. The original Terminator, giant monster, Godzilla versus Kong. All right, that's a, I like that that's list. A weird list. Yeah, that's that's my, my pan out. Holy shit, Rugs. What's your list? Uh, I went with uh, for my action movie Predator, <laughs> and uh, for my comedy Back to the Future. So I'm thinking I'm doing pretty good over there. Yep. My classic is 2001: A Space Odyssey. So I'm not a very accessible film for a lot of people, but a classic, classic nonetheless. Yes. Uh, f- for my mindfuck, I kind of chose a little bit of a lighter fare, uh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which is like a fun mindfuck movie. Yep. yep. Um, 
Then The Host was my giant monster movie. I was going to pick Cloverfield, but I backed onto The Host instead. Then uh, I have my sequel, Star Trek Wrath of Khan, and I closed it out with Mad Max Fury Road. That's a damn good list. That's a good list, yeah, too, man. Those are some great movies. For my, I'll close it out. For my action, I went Aliens. For my comedy, I went Ghostbusters. For my Classic. giant monster, I went Godzilla 1954. For my sequel, I went Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That's a typo there. I got to take that out. And for my classic, I went King Kong from 1933. My wild card is RoboCop from the 80s. And my mind fuck is uh, Annihilation. Go ahead. I think you, everybody had a fucking great list. They're first all of all. interesting. Lists. Is there anything that you that was left out of this conversation that, that we that's, don't a, think- that's a good that's a good question? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when it got down to the wild card picks, guys, I had so many, uh, like everything, everywhere, all at once oh, for the, from this yeah. year. Yeah. Would have been, that was on my list too. Yeah. Um, and then I really wanted to mention yeah, um, honorable Prey. mentions is a good, good one. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I was going to say Prey from this year. Ooh, I really liked too the yeah, Predator a, sequel, and then one. the only other one that I wish I could have squeezed in because I really like it, but I feel like it's kind of divisive in this category. But it's um J.J. Abrams Super Eight. Oh, Ooh, I, love, okay. I love that movie. It's like a giant monster, it or it could have been, monster. I guess, action too. I just realized that I, I didn't put this in my giant monster category, mm-hmm. and it's obvious Pacific Rim. Yes. Ooh, oh my god, good. I fucking left that one out. See, I would have put that in over the host. The other, I, just, yeah. I was also surprised Starship Troopers I had as a thing for giant monsters. Oh yeah, that's true. I was well. surprised nobody said Interstellar for Mindfuck because that one is one that. That's on my list. Yeah, people are always like, I don't understand what happened at the end of that fucking movie. Uh, Donnie Darko is a good mindfuck, too. I had that on my Donnie list. Donnie Darko was great, yes. Primer. Primer I had on my report. list. Yeah. Moon. That's a good one. I had, I'll just throw in some honorable mentions as well for my mindfuck. I had Total Recall. Yeah. Arrival. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Predestination. Oh, that's. Mm-hmm. A, I love that movie. That's a crazy yes. ass movie. That's a crazy movie. Comedies. I wrote down... Uh, Hot tub time machine. <laughs> sure, yeah. Palm Springs. I also I had Palm Springs. Oh, I had Palm fuck, Springs. I forgot about Palm Idiocracy, Springs. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy yep. Quest I had. You I was I had short circuit in for, there. For my pre nineteen eighty, I had the original Planet of the Apes in yep, there. Yep. I also had a might I really like this movie, Mighty Joe Young in my pre class. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I had I had Close Encounters. Close Encounters I had in there. And Clockwork Orange. Clockwork and the original Ooh. Star Wars would would have worked. Yeah, that one also. And I also what about a movie. What about a movie called Them, which was yes. the giant ants yes. attacking people. Michael oh, Giacchino yeah. is is going to do a remake of that. And then yeah, I, I had a bunch of like uh, like I had like Valley of Guanji rolling through my head, like all these different old movies. You you want to know something that's really missing and. It's Blade Runner. Yes, or, oh. Blade Runner, and there's two of them, and they yeah, yeah. and the se- that's a great sequel yeah. as well. That's well, it's actually better than the first Blade, Blade Runner. Um, yeah, so that's missing. Blade a Runner lot is in- definitely missing in this conversation. I want to shout out um, Charlie Kaufman's Eternal Sunshine too. Oh, I love that was movie. So that much. was on my mind. Fuck, fuck I didn't think too. about that one. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah so that I'm like regretting not putting uh, Pacific Rim in there, but now for we blanked out it was in the wrong list it was in that my action list mm-hmm. and not my giant monsters for some fucking ungodly reason what's that movie from 1999 uh with cyrus the guy that plays cyrus the virus 
Uh, uh, being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich. Would yeah. you consider that a sci-fi movie? That's oh a, yeah, that's a mind That's a yeah. sci-fi movie, right? And it would be sci-fi, yeah, because because yeah. they get small. And they, yeah, weird things happen. There's a half a floor. <laughs> right. I would count it. Yeah. No, there's a there's a t- I mean, I I thought sci-fi would be an awesome category just because it's such a diverse category, and we've all we've all watched a ton of sci-fi movies. But I mean, there's tons of movies here. We could have done way more I mean, categories. We could have done way more stuff. Iron Man is 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 a great sci-fi movie. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, none of the, all the superhero movies. All we the just MCU basically movies. Left out. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, Guardians, well, anything, anything Guardians. I mean, yeah, any of those would have been all considered. That's why I'm glad I got the Superman in, uh, just to represent that. Well, look, listener, now it's up to you on our social networks, and I will list the teams in the show notes for this episode. You will see I'll post a thing with all of our teams, and you guys will vote. On who you think has the best team. Uh, if you're not on social media, you can Anthony. also email us, show at jockandnerd.com. <laughs> who's, who's, who's saying that? Anthony. I'm just trying to, so I'm trying to incept people as we go. Pick as the we nerd. Talk. Oh, you're doing an inception. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll so pick inception. We will, we will <laughs> open this up for votes for maybe a week or two and uh, come back with a winner. See who drafted the best team of sci-fi movies. Lots of fun, Anthony. This is a great idea. Yeah, and we can and we can do this with other categories. We can absolutely you know, we can, we we can do this have so many as much fun as we want, we want with different categories. So uh, this is definitely we'll have some legs. Uh that was fun. Uh, I that was glad everybody had a great list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I put these things together, you'll be it'll be you'll be able to see the list side by side. So choose wisely, listener. Send us your vote. Send us your favorite. We will declare a winner. All right, gang. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Those are all done live, Gerald. It's not a sound effect. Each one is unique like a butterfly every week. I've been nice. I've been crop dusting this whole time. <laughs> I can smell it from here. Uh, one thing in the news from the nation, Justin Zwerner shared a link to the newly released Scream 6 trailer asking Geek Boner, Geek Boner. or Floppy Jock. Floppy Jock. Uh, and look, I'm, I, I love these. I watched the first couple of movies. I kind of fallen off, but I did watch this trailer. I put it in here and I know, Gerald, uh, you're a big horror guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start with you, Scream Six. What'd you think of this trailer? Let's fucking go! Oh, I'm ready, dude. It is a geek awesome. boner yeah. to the tilt. It's really good, uh, geek boner. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a great fucking trailer. I feel like it may have given too much away, particularly the scene with Gail. You know, Courtney Cox's character. Back, uh, she, did. she gets her. I don't know if you guys know that's their first phone call she's ever gotten from Ghost Ghostface oh, in the whole that's series. The first oh, wow. time he's called Courtney Cox, um, yeah, it seems yeah, which like- was like a big, which was like a big fan thing that they were wondering if she's going to finally get her phone call. But yeah, I I thought it was great. I mean, it was you know a lot of things I saw online afterwards where people were kind of freaked out that he had a shotgun and like you that's know cool. that's not that's not a quote unquote slasher. But I'm like, come on, guys, he's killing I mean, me. We're, <laughs> we're New York city. I mean, you know, so I'm fine with it. I think it looks great. The mask is like worn and kind of like, you know, kind of looks like it's been messed up a little bit. Yeah. So it's obviously going to be an old mask, maybe from a previous killer. Maybe no, I don't know. Be the original mask, but yeah, no, I think it looks fucking great. I'm a huge fan of this franchise. There hasn't, in my opinion, really been a dud in the franchise. And I love kind of 
how they always kind of reinvent it, but they still give you that kind of plot twist, but it still feels fresh. So I'm I'm all in, man. I'm I'm trusting in the franchise. I think it's going to be great. I got to catch up on these movies because this trailer was actually really well done. The whole opening yeah. scene in the bodega, very tense, good jump scares. Uh, Jenna Ortega is, I think mm-hmm. she's a rising star. She was fantastic in Wednesday, and I was excited to see her in this. This girl's going to be everywhere. Uh, and then, yeah, she was in Scream Five too. You oh, know that, right? she, she was in the last from, one. Oh, yeah. she was in the last. See, she's I the final girl. Yeah. Her and uh, Melissa Barrera, they play sisters. Yeah, Courtney Cox is probably not making it out of here alive. But a great, great moment in the where you see out of focus in the background, the dude getting snatched. And yeah, then, yeah. And then in the train scene, in the end, there's people like dressed up as all sorts of fucking horror characters, and there's a bunch That's of awesome. ghost face. I was like, the fuck is going on here, Anthony? What did you yeah. think? Are you you caught up on these movies? I'm not caught up. I watched the first three. I haven't watched. I'm not, I'm not the biggest horror fan. That being said, I've always had fun with the Scream franchise, and. They were fun for me as a teenager, just because they're a fun slasher flick. But I've grown to appreciate the commentary that they do, the meta-ness of it. So I should catch up on the last two, because I've heard both are pretty good. Um, but this trailer looked, looked damn good. Right? I I mean, that the scene you, you mentioned at the end with them on the train and everyone being ghostface, I was literally... Th- anytime a movie can go make you go... What the fuck would I do in that situation? Right? I'm like, that's a that's a good horror movie. Is me going, right. oh my god! If I was on a train and I saw all those ghost face, like my guts are coming out. Like I'm dying. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I I I can't get out of this. This is fucking. This is this is an insane concept. This is a really scary situation, and I am peeing my pants watching this. Shout out to Hayden Pantier is coming back too, which is a big deal. Kirby, she's a legacy character that was in Scream Four. Oh, and- Scream. It was kind of ambiguous if she was dead or not. Her character died, but she's back. So rumor has it she's going to be a cop in New York City. And they kind of catch up with her when they're in New York. So Scream is like the uh, knives out of horror. Uh, yeah, I guess. You just change <laughs> the cast around and you bring one like, person back. Who, it's always a, it's a whodunit situation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Rugs, what do you think Pretty of much. it? It looks fine. I mean, it looks like it's it's a, not a B-movie. It looks like they put some money into it and they tried to make it good. So I, I'm not a big fan of like endless sequels of horror movies. Like, uh, you know, like the Halloween movies, they just keep making them. So I, I like the the first initial one or two movies. And then I kind of like, like, like Final Destination, the first one. Yeah, is great, same, whatever. same thing with me. Yeah, the first two are great. So like, I'm curious to always see the new horror movie. But like when it keeps being done over and over again, it's, you know, I, I get fatigued very quickly with that stuff. So but um. I might be into watching this if it's uh, if it's on. You know, I never watched any of the other ones, but like, uh, yeah, looks good. Gerald, do you think this franchise uh, is is still good? How many more of these should they could they make? Uh, fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Go on forever. Got it. I mean, look. I mean, look. They're they're keeping that the formula, like the basic formula, is intact. As long as you have that ghost faced character, you can really do anything. I mean, now they're going to be in New York City. I mean, I've heard that, you know, in the future, they might do this thing where it's like kind of like a copycat situation where somebody, you know, wants to be a previous ghost face and it gets handed down. I mean, there's always crazy people out there, unfortunately, in the real world. And I don't know, kind of like what Anthony was saying. I mean, if it's fun and if it appeals to the younger generation, which I feel, I mean, my daughter texted me about this. She's 21. Yeah. 
And she just texted me the other day that she's excited to see it. And I'm 47 and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, that's interesting. So I just feel like if they're able to kind of transcend and like appeal to people that are going to go out and see these movies, let's just do it forever, man. I'm fine. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they will. And they yeah. will. I mean, it's like, you know, like the Saw movies got silly and they were making those every year. Like what? I don't, I don't, yeah. this, I don't like think this franchise years. has really fallen off the cliff yeah. though, like those others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like the quality is like terrible. I feel like that the Scream movies have like they've had like big stars in them, you yep. know, and mm-hmm. so it still has its pedigree. So uh, there's there's something that to that. Even the Halloween movies pretty much kept their pedigree to a certain degree, but um, yeah, Gerald, they're making them. They're gonna keep making them. Gerald, what do you mm-hmm. think? Of this this is the first one without Nev Campbell. Right. Yeah. I know. What, do you, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, part of me is dying inside because I hate it. I mean, she, you know, she's she was the final girl. She's the scream queen. She's right. the face of the franchise, so to speak. But also, I mean, people don't live forever. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to give anything away for Scream Five because I know Imran just said he hasn't seen it. But I mean, these legacy characters. I mean, even if they don't get killed by Ghostface, they can't. Can't realistically it, continue to fight this fight you know what i mean right. like we have to hand it over to a new generation to young siblings or whatever in the storyline um to kind of take over and keep the story going forward because the ghost face the killer behind the mask can be anybody mm-hmm. so why can't our protagonist be anybody right. do you know what i mean we just have yeah. to we have to what learn to kind of let go a little bit. As a oh, society. my God. What if it's Nev Campbell? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the secret they're hiding. That's what I would do if I wrote oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? They might resort to that. What's the best one, in your opinion, out of the five so far? Oh, God. The original is the original. fucking far and, far and away. Who, who is who is the best final girl of all time? Um, Is Nev Campbell the best final girl? She's one of them. Um. Probably Laurie Strode from the Halloween franchise. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis. The original. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Lee. I mean, she's still doing it, though. She was just in That's the true. most recent one. Yep. Better than the so, final girl in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Was it Sally? Sally? Yes. Yeah, Harkin? Sally? Or whatever. Sally. Uh, yeah, I would say I'd say it's probably Jamie Lee. Okay. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, think, That's the I most think. iconic one, right? That's the one everyone mm-hmm. kind of copies. Yeah, I mean, Nancy Thompson from Nightmare on Elm Street is a great one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing with Jamie Lee is like, kind of what we were just talking about where she is battling this killer her whole fucking life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like years. it's 45 years yeah. later. If she's still trying to how be that final girl. How many movies so, has she been in? Uh, she didn't. There was a chunk of them that she didn't do what they call the thorn trilogy, but she's been in probably seven. I think there. Oh shit. If you're wow. Ca- if you're counting, well, don't count Rob Zombies because she obviously no, wasn't no, in no, those. Yeah. Seven. So I think she do- she was in six out of nine, I believe. Seven, I think, right? Because you do the Halloween one and two, then you do H. Oh yeah, seven because of the one that just came out too. Yes, right. so seven. Okay, yep. And then mm-hmm. Resurrection, and then these three. So she's, seven. Yep, she's seven. Seven Halloween movies. I have no <laughs> idea. Wow, and she's great in everything, everywhere. Also, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. she can still kick ass. She could get nominated tomorrow. By the way. She's, ah, she's yes. one of the supporting actress names that's getting thrown around. Oh, wow. Gerald, I hope you enjoy your nomination morning. Thank you thank for you, hanging you. out and uh, riding through this fucking shit show roller coaster that is the Jock and Nerd podcast. Tell no problem. Them, tell the listener where they can find you, what you want them to do, where all your stuff is. Well, I know you're going to drop the links for them, Imran, yes. but all I'm trying to do right now is just kind of pump up my YouTube channel, which they can also find the podcast through there as well. So just go to YouTube.com slash two peas on a podcast. Uh, or just search two peas on a podcast on YouTube and you should be able to find me and subscribe. 
And like I said, there's links to the actual sh- podcast audio show on there also. Um, the golden peas are coming up. So I just want everybody to vote. I want to cast as many ballots as you guys can. And you can just go to two peas on a pod.com slash golden peas. And you'll see all the categories you can cast your vote for. And Imran will be joining me and a bunch of other guests on March 13th when we give out the winners. So it's going to be fun. There you go. A lot of, a lot of things to do this episode. Listener, you're going to vote on who had the best team. You're going to get Gerald some subscribers. You're going to (laughs) vote. On the on the golden piece, and you're gonna watch the golden piece. All right, there it is. All there the you links, go. all the links in the show. A lot of peas. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? Uh, you can find me at really Rugboy on Twitter. Come follow me, and uh, I'll, that's where I'll be. That's the only place you can find yes. me. All those links are in the show description, show notes for this episode. jockernerdcom slash four seven zero. A lot of important links in there. Make sure you click them. Do the thing. Thank you for listening. To the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We'll peep you next time. I really don't give a shit. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate on you. Oh my god! <laughs> so long. <laughs> Jock and Nerd. <laughs>